podcasts from Dorset Carers Hub. And this afternoon, I'm talking to Katie Stiles from uh, My Care Campaign, a digital champion and an all-round advocate of carers. Hi, Katie. Hi, Mark. Oh, it's lovely to speak to you. Yes, it's to uh, see if we can get a different perspective from two ends of the counter. Well, the two ends of the country, probably. <laughs> um, yeah. We're going to discuss, aren't we, um, supporting adult carers, um, which was published, I believe, twenty second of Jan this year. And I'd like to start with identifying carers and how that differs in hearing you'd like to kick yeah well well i should say that um so i'm the founder of the we care campaign which um is a national campaign so i get lots of information from carers from all over the country from scotland from wales from northern ireland and so um Personally, I live in Kent and I have a perspective, but I've also got sort of a wider perspective from all of the things that, that carers like yourselves um, feed into me, which is great. Fantastic. And one of the, one of the things that We Care um, did during the general election was come up with a carers manifesto. And, and the top thing for us was a carers strategy and yep. part of a carers strategy we felt was identifying carers because everything leads on from that so seeing the nice guidelines say that you know identifying carers is a is you know a big aim is great but what we were advocating for was a um, change in the law a duty of care on the NHS in law to do this and the nice guidelines I feel sort of miss out on that because it's looking at local authorities, it's looking at healthcare authorities, CCGs and GPs. And the, and I think, you know, everybody's got a part to play in yeah. identifying carers because we know from our work that carers don't identify themselves. Some don't see themselves as carers they don't want to be labeled as a carer and it's not until you actually speak to them and explain that many things roll out from that point um that, so that how, it's so how have you important. found yes it is i mean sorry to interrupt you i'm just i mean what i want to do it was an interesting point i mean how have you personally found um you know the carers assessment in Kent and how does that uh, how does that um, what's the word I'm looking for how does that reflect with other authorities that you've heard about so so I will say that I think we've the the authorities and the care support organizations in Kent have only sort of identified up to about a third of the carers that they know are out there yeah um, Personally, I hadn't identified it as a carer myself, which <laughs> it, it's, it, I, you know, it's just one of those things. It wasn't until I was in a meeting advocating for somebody else yeah. that a counsellor, that, that actually it was the director of adult social service in Kent said to me, Katie, you're a carer. And yeah, it yeah. hadn't struck me until that point. Um, and there were other members around that table that were carers themselves 
that you know came up to me afterwards and said Katie you can have a care assessment you can um, you know self-refer um, if if you have any trouble with that then use my name uh, and I didn't really understand about carer support organisations and why I had to get involved with them to have an assessment. And it's not until now that I've really sort of tweaked that it's because they're contracted and you know they need your name and then they can get in touch with you. In terms of the carer's assessment, I, I really value mine, I've got to say, because it is the one point in the year where we talk about me and my role and it's not about my husband and, you know, the difficulties. And, and I actually sit and reflect about how his care needs have changed and how my mother's care needs have changed. And you don't really have time caring to do that unless, you know, you, you sit down and you think about it. So I really, I really value it. Um, not because there's masses and masses of support, but it's all the the extra little bits. It's like have, I've got a carer's emergency card, mm. um, which I, you know, it's a plastic credit card type thing in in my wallet so that I know that if anything happens to me, that there's a number and it's linked to what um, both my mum and my husband, what they need if I'm not about. Um, I, and that gives you a bit of mind really can i ask them so what's you know without obviously too much personal detail did they offer you any support apart from the emergency card yeah um i i i was eligible for a small grant um to to do I, at the time i was having um some issues that i needed um some physio um for and they and they gave me a a little grant so that I could go and get like six sessions to get you know my knee sorted out which was great and then um a previous year you know I was able to use some of that money to have um some massages and go to a yoga class when it suited me so so that was that was really useful um I also discovered that we had if I ended up in hospital there was a carer support link person who would come and find me and then talk to me about how I could get home and um, and, and what support I would need if, if I had been in hospital and wasn't up to caring to look after everybody else. So that that was good because I had no idea that was that was there. Um, I, what else have I had from it? Um, like I say, it, it's just the point in the year that I I really appreciate you know and it's coming up now it, it'll be in a few weeks time hopefully if everything works out um well, when I can just think about it you know and because my husband's deteriorating my mother's deteriorating and I, and I don't necessarily realize what extra bits I'm doing does that make sense Mark? It, it does make sense I mean it's interesting the the comparisons to the Dorset Council carer's assessment which is um, pointless not just mm. in my experience but pretty much every carer I've ever come across um, even the professionals or the practitioners if you will say you're going to get nothing do you really mm. want to do it um, and that begs the question for many carers 
well, if that's your personal experience, why am I going to bother? And we also have the problem here. I mean, historically in Dorset, it's always been the priority for carers without whining. I mean, it's just a statement of fact. Has always been pretty poor. Um, mm. Whereas in Bournemouth, Christchurch and Poole, which is now one authority, uh, although not good, it's always been much better. Um, mm. But we have a very uh, disjointed service. We have numerous carers' leads. I think... Mm. I think I counted today, including GP practices and the NHS Dorset, there are something like 136 carers' leads. Yeah. However, very few of them, for one reason or another, um, have joined up thinking. Mm. Uh, there's no single point where all the information flows into one channel. Um, yeah. And as you as you know yourself, as a carer, that's incredibly difficult and frustrating. And not only that, you don't have the time to faff about trying to find the right person who's probably part-time, etc., um, etc. Et so, I mean, interesting, going back to this identifying carers within the NICE document, um, and, and I know you've read this, you know, they're right to a carer's assessment, what it is and what the benefits. Well, here mm. there are no benefits. A lot of people confuse the carer's assessment with the assessment of needs of the person they look after. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and absolutely. Also, you know, and they. Um, this talks about can they still access community support without formal assessment? Well, my question is, what community support? You know, um, and the, um, the uh, here I think it says take into account that carers themselves may not ask for support. Well, you know, shut the door. You know, really? We knew <laughs> it, but nothing really has changed. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what your impression with, with this was, that I got the impression that these are lovely ideals, but then they don't really happen. I mean, you've obviously had a far more positive uh, mm. experience than we do here. Um, and it, it's, there's no, you know, the, the, it seems to be with the Carers Act and whatnot, you know, the, you're entitled to this, 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 and this. Mm. But when you actually come down to it, um, what you're entitled to and what you're going to get will differ, well, I hate to use it, by the postcode lottery. Yeah, no, absolutely, it is postcode lottery. And then, you know, I've I've heard, um, you know, carers' assessments being described as sort of like we chats by by another carer that I know in Northern Ireland. And, 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 you know, that's not what you need. You do need something where you sit down for an hour and, and you thrash this out. And it's got to be done. You, you know, I, I, I noticed in the, the guidelines, it said, you know, you've got to not have it with the care assessment of the person. It, it's got to be separate because you've got to be able to articulate, you know, it, you can't say in front of the person that you care for that you can no longer cope or you you no. are, you know, on your knees. You, you'd never say it, would you? And no. and And so it's got to be separated out and you've got to be 
able to be open and honest and say, look, I can manage this bit, but I can't manage that bit. Or, you know, most of the time I can manage, but there are just days when I can't. And uh, and that's, you know, totally understandable, isn't it? But you're right. I mean, is it is it because Dorset, Mark, is, you know, you're, you're a rural entity, aren't you? Um, so you've got lots of little pockets, haven't you? Therefore, I should imagine. Yeah, we and have... no overriding person like no, pulling it all no. together. Well, I mean, funny enough, um, the uh, we have the problem here that there are numerous agencies that can provide a carer's assessment, and that sends the wrong message as well, because. You know, I could tell somebody within the carers hub that this is, you know, cast in iron. This is who you go to, and then and I've had the experience. No, we don't do that anymore. It's done by someone else. Mm. Uh, we've got a new body called the uh, what do they call it? Carer Support Dorset, mm. um, and unfortunately, because they're contracted to social services, they only do certain things. They don't look think outside the box. They don't mm. tend to leave the security of their call centre, which I believe is 2.5 people. Um, mm. They're getting paid a lot of money without the politics of it to provide mm. a service which is, unfortunately, tends to focus on the east end of the county, the more affluent mm. end of the county. And I mean, interestingly enough, I mean, they apparently. Um, can organise carers assessments but social services are still saying that you go to them directly so you get a mixed message and I'm sure yeah. we're in the county I mean and interestingly enough I mean what made me laugh here in the carers assessments um, the assessment covers all relevant aspects of health, well-being and social mm. needs well no it doesn't and the details of the assessment are shared with other practitioners and organisations. I've never known that to happen in Dorset. Um, no. You know, and I know there's the thing about data protection and do I have permission to share it. Mm. Um, but we even have uh, carer support workers who um, officially, uh, part of their job role is to, if you are feeling absolutely desolate and you need someone to talk to, they are the ones you should talk to but unofficially they're discouraged from doing that because they're trying to cut the budget and of mm. course it was done for some years um who else do you go to well i don't know and they land up mm. coming to people like us um mm. and it's you know in it says here doesn't it would be aware of a well-conducted carer's assessment may in itself be a thera therapeutic intervention mm. well mm. I'm not. I've not known many carers who would agree with that. No, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, and 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 when you, I mean, you look at the figures, don't you, from from Carers UK? That's. I think it was, you know, a third of carers were using breaks so that they could go to their own medical appointments. Yeah, you know, and, and that that sort of thing, and that and that just throws up a whole questions of you know carers not looking after themselves and not having the time to look after themselves and you know how how much of a deep dive is your assessment going to do of of all of yeah. that I, we we have a very big um in kent sort of social prescribing 
network um, that's been set up that's um, you know so so that you can feed in sort of to other charities and organizations and you know sort of the men in sheds things and, yeah, yeah. and, and I mean do you have that down in Dorset or is that something the, that you can't get the, hold of? Well, there is um, there is some social prescribing because obviously, as you know, that's that's the fashionable thing to do yeah. at the moment. But the problem, and I, you know, it sounds like I'm being deeply cynical and pessimistic, but the reality here is that there are so many social prescribers, there are so many carers' leads. Um, there is no single organisation uh, in a much smaller population. I mean, obviously, geographically, we're very large, but uh, population-wise, it's scattered. Um, if it gives you some context, the whole of NHS Dorset, there are estimated to be 88,000 unpaid carers. Mm. Um we're probably at 20,000 identified. Yeah, yeah. Um, part of that problem, which the hub are starting to try and get an angle on, is to identify how many carers' leads there are, then how many carers they actually have on their books. Yeah. And match that to how many are estimated to be out there and then where you know the the gap if you like in the market mm. i'm using those words but there are so many i mean you know obviously unless you're privy to the ge ge geography of um, dorset but there are many areas which surgeries there are no surgeries in a particular area so they have to go over the county into somerset yeah um, yeah the doctor now of course the care provision or carer provision is entirely different in Somerset than it is to Dorset. Yeah. Um, so of course the carers lead say in Yeovil um, has little or no knowledge of what's required for somewhere like Yetminster which is just over the border in Dorset um, and you know and those you know, that that's amplified yeah. elsewhere. So I meant to identify problem, problem, problem. I mean, it's great that you had a far more positive experience. And I think for anybody listening, you know, that gives some degree of hope. But I, I don't know whether you agree, but it seems to me, certainly here, it's very urban-centric. Um, you know, the as soon as you step into the rural community, because mm -hmm. there's less us, there's less money. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and it's only going to get tighter, isn't it? And and what with the coronavirus bill, you know, giving easements or, on things like carers' assessments. And I mean, I haven't heard any evidence that that's actually occurred yet. But I no. mean, it's, it's, you know, it's something to bear in mind that, you know, our rights were taken away in one swipe of the pen you know yeah, and, yeah. and and therefore you know, and it's going to be tougher so i think i think isn't it always the way that it's carers themselves that that find the solutions find the ways around yeah, yeah. things and i mean yeah. it like like the work that you're doing at the hub um got similar carers that are, 
are doing their own thing and trying to support their own carers in in the city of London, which has different, totally different issues, yeah. uh, you know, within the square mile, would you believe, you know, and, yeah. and so it's, but, but, you know, those issues are actually all the same. It, it's, you know, how do you identify people? And especially, I mean, you, you know, this massive spike, isn't there in, in, you know, over 85 year olds looking after over 85 year olds, you know, yeah. that do need the support that, that are just going unnoticed. Um, is it- I, it's interesting. I mean, you, you say that. I mean, you know, the the well. I think you and I have identified numerous gaps in the market, for want of a better word. And I'm, I'm sure we're not the only ones. I don't think you and I are professing that we're telling anybody something new. Um, but I think you know. I mean, there are masses of gaps. I mean, I'm just reading here in the work, education, and training section. Ensure that practitioners carry out carrying out carers' assessments have the necessary skill, knowledge, and understanding of potential opportunities for returning or remaining in work, education, and training. I've never ever known that to happen. No, no, and I think there's. I mean, that's another massive focus that I feel. I mean, I don't know whether you've noticed this focus because looking at the training and work bit, you know, and obviously you want to keep keep carers working for as long as you can um, alongside their caring role because you know the the, the poverty aspects of, of giving up your job and, and having to claim benefits and, and you know the long-term effects of that on your health and everything are massive aren't they but, oh, but yeah. I'm hearing you know I'm not hearing people advocate for for full-time carers and, and carers that are older and carers that can't no. receive carers allowance and and also you know younger carers that that are you know can't claim anything because they are in full-time education but are still caring when they get home you know and it's yeah I mean we we funny enough I mean we have the through no particular focus I mean are the the carers that we engage with are anything from 16 plus but by pure geographical reality a lot of them are parent carers Mm. and a lot of the problems that we have here and i'm sure it's reflected elsewhere in the country we had a particular carer who um has a son who was in foster care teenage boy got numerous problems and she got a phone call only this weekend from social services to say he was being moved out of the children's home to a boys home where's he going we can't tell you that when's he going now um even though they have shared responsibility and they came to us to ask us advice and we're not a legal center Mm. the you know as the lady said the reason she came to us was because she trusted us Mm. uh, to give some at least generic advice about what to do and who to go to and who Mm. who to complain before it was too late Mm. Uh, um and we've had i know you 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 operate you know on a more political level you know um and you do a phenomenal job but on the coalface, rural coalface, if you don't mind that comment, <laughs> um, we have carers in crisis 
mm. who even when they have the wherewithal to ring an agency are told uh, and I quote the comment verbatim um, that's all very well but we have clients in greater need than you mm. Mm. now is does that say a lack of empathy does it say a lack of training is it you know frustration or is it a combination mm. of all things you know, for the people listening, I don't think any you and I are trying to say that we have the answers. Um, but, and I'm sure you hear this all the time from across the country. I mean, I don't know if you've got any particular examples. But. It, 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 it's, it's just, isn't it, that I, I think I what what I hear is that, you know, especially at the moment, we've got carers on their knees because they were on their knees before. Yeah, yeah. And now that, you know, every single form of support has been pulled pulled away. Um and some and some organizations that are there to support carers have, you know, managed brilliantly because they've embraced digital and you know, but they're only helping a certain subset of carers that can use technology or whatever you know yeah, yeah. and 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 so you're not hitting every i mean I, I think there isn't anything that's going to actually help everybody but it's it's having the the empathy i think half the time isn't it to understand you know how somebody feeling to know that you know that carer that has rung up on that day you know they will have thought long and hard about whether they rang because they know that there's always somebody else worse off you know or they think there's always somebody worse off than them so they yeah. won't have rung for many weeks until they've got to that absolute breaking point so you know to hear that is is upsetting isn't it because you'd hope that you know whether it's finances resources whether you just caught that individual on a bad day you'd hope that they'd have enough empathy to know that you know to ring up you've got to be pretty you know pretty pretty at the end of your tether haven't you you know we all know and I, I think that's, I mean, we've seen that. Um, I hope you didn't hear the backing up of the van across the road. <laughs> so I'm trying to walk away from the beep, the beep, beep. Um, shows amateur podcasting, but I'm sure people appreciate the honesty. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of, well, I know there's been a lot of carers at the end of their tether. Mm. Um, we joined the, um, the peak of the virus. Um, we have dished out as a charity on masks. Um, yeah. That's amazing. Can I just say that's amazing? Uh, you know, I think that's phenomenal because I know that you know you've made them yourselves and well, done it, a great it, I, job. You know, well, it, I mean, it's thank you for saying, it, but I mean, it's just been. I mean, it, it, we, a combination of making an absolute damn nuisance of yourself, um, i.e., me. Um, and you know having a the Leonardo Trust who financially support us having their support spending a considerable amount of money but also having I mean community spirit has kicked in we have I think 27 sewers that's um, amazing because we'd never be able to do it on our own (laughs) of course not of course not and that's um, just amazing isn't it well I mean it's been a community thing and I mean we're involved with the Dorchester Community Kitchen and 
I think we've dished out just over, I think, 618 food boxes or 1,224 people of benefit. Yeah, um, yeah that's, that's great, isn't you know, it? That, and, but there's been lots of them. I mean, that's not unusual. Yeah. I mean, no, but... You know, uh, we're, we're not the only ones. We, we gave them for free. Mm. Uh, we did our bit. And again, it comes down to trust. Mm. Um, a lot of carers won't approach, and I'm sure you've had the same experience, other organisations that don't know about caring. Mm. Um, but I mean, it's, you know, it, it is, uh, I mean, I, I'm sort of thinking about the time for you, but I'm just, I wonder whether you would agree with me that although you and I and other people debate all these points, what we really need is, an, as you said, in legal terms, um, an advocate for carers who understands perhaps county-based, national-based, mm. who understands mm. the difficulties, the frustrations, etc. Um, mm. Being a carer, but I think also there is the point, as I think you and I have discussed in the past, that we, as a community of which i mean the estimates of us are between what 6.3 and 7.8 million of us in the in the whole of the british isles we benefit indirectly the economy 132 billion pounds yeah you know or which works out depending on which figures you want to look at anything between 19 and three quarter thousand to 21 and a quarter thousand pounds each each yeah yeah. so we're not you know we're not contrary to what a lot of carers thinks we benefit the state um in general yes there are some carers who obviously because of the care needs that they they the caring they give um, cost a lot more, but on average, that's the equivalent of a new NHS. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. I think the difference. I think the national, uh, the national audit office. I think it's a difference of about five billion quid. Um, yeah, yeah. With the new figures, I think I'm not quite sure. You know, yeah, absolutely. It's the equivalent in the whole of the NHS, isn't yeah. it, or what equivalent yeah. to their budget? Um, and I mean, that is pretty. I think. I think the thing that I've I hope, you know, thinking about positives to come out of it, this mm. is that that people now have some understanding of the word carer. I don't necessarily think they understand the difference between a care worker and and an unpaid family or informal carer, but oh, you know I they've got an word. idea of a caring role. Yes, I yeah. hope. I hope, therefore, that in building anything back, as everyone's been saying, that mm. you know, unpaid carers will be around that table, or, or at least a champion that you know represents them, as you say. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's it's beholding on all of us as carers, isn't it? However much time we've got, mm. just to keep you know our voices being heard i mean that's exactly why i started the campaign because i didn't think that you know enough carers voices were being heard by decision makers of you know from local government all the way up to the you know uh, the prime minister so um it's it's so important that we you know band together and we keep saying yes but this is the reality and 
yeah. like you say we haven't got solutions to everything you you couldn't but i do think that you know we a deserve a national care strategy you know that would do this identification and mm. it would have support which would mean that you get a carer's assessment more like the carer's assessment that obviously I've had um, because otherwise what is the point you know and that is you know there's no point in the care act if that's you know if you're not getting that quality of assessment but also you know I think there's a huge part to play in terms of things like you know your your hub of carers finding solutions to the things themselves and just yes and and that i feel is is the real positive you know and and the thing that i know in the end will make the difference so Mm, yeah i think think you're entirely right i mean one thing i would ask you to do when you you know when you work you know go forward with your national carer strategy the term informal carers is something that irks me and a lot yeah, of carers. Yeah, absolutely. It implies that we have the option to opt in and opt out yeah, of yeah. the caring role, and that isn't the case. No. And, you know, I, I appreciate that it's not meant in any great in any part of animosity, or, but it is, it's an inaccurate description. Mm. Absolutely. Um, you know what makes a formal carer are you saying mm. that you have to have a wage you know i think that's a conversation for another time but yeah, uh, you know absolutely I, they... you know... go on yeah sorry yeah no it's 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 and it's so muddied now isn't it carer you know so it's you know are you a family carer are you uh you know a carer partner are you you know so yeah, for working out what to call us would be a good start, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah, let's start. Let's start with the very let's start beginning. With the basics. Yeah. yeah let's, let's get off this kick about the, the trouble is. I think, like many of these things, um, we've not been involved in the process, and so-called professionals are making decisions for us, well-intentioned, mm. without informing, or if they do inform. It ter- tends to be urban centric mm. uh, because of time, budgeting. Um, I mean, one experience I'll tell you in closing: there was a NHS Dorset um, Stroke Social Services um, assessment day for carers to come together and decide or help to make decisions on the uh, future of provision for carers in Dorset prior to the creation of Dorset Council. The reality was there were, I think, 36 of us there. Three of us were rural Mm. and we were ignored. Mm. Um, Not by the carers, but by the professionals. Um, And I think, you know, I'm sure we're not, we're not the only ones. And so nothing changes. And of course, those that went, Rural, you know, one there was one other gentleman and a, obviously a lady, and the other gentleman said, "I shan't bother to come again. There's no point." Mm. Well, that's the sad thing. Well, it's been good to talk to you, Kathy. Thank you very much indeed. 
Uh, no, thank you for asking me. No problem. I think we need to do this again because obviously there were several subjects we wanted to go into, but we haven't had time. <laughs> no, I know. It's amazing how quickly the time goes. Yeah, <laughs> and I just, you know, I'm just so impressed that you've got all this, you well, know, ability to do this now. So that's the, fabulous. The ability is fine, but I thought a lot of me going, um, uh, um, <laughs> which you're supposed to avoid. But I think people will forgive me. It's I'm been good to talk will. to you. Speak to you soon. Yeah, no, take care, Mark. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.